Hey guys, before we get started on our show today, I do want to mention, I know we've been talking about it lately a lot, our partners over at Nitrogen Sports. Guys, don't forget to go to our website, click the banner for Nitrogen Sports right on right on top of uh, the website, on top of everything. Click their logo, uh, sign up for Nitrogen Sports, and you get to be in the free NFL Survivor Pool. Um, and then not only do you get to be in the free f- Survivor Pool, but then you also get put in a secret pool uh, just for our listeners and a few other people. So uh, don't forget, go to our website, click the Nitrogen Sports banner. If you guys don't know and you already forgot, maybe Nitrogen Sports is the number one Bitcoin betting website on the planet. Uh, you can basically go there, bet on anything you want from football, basketball, golf, MMA, whatever you want. You go there, you bet on stuff through Bitcoin, you get your stuff, you get your cash immediately, you can transfer it. I just did it actually uh, just a couple of days ago. I went through the whole transfer process. It's awesome. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say this too. Those survivor pools, which are free, guess what? A lot of the survivor pools they have on there have guaranteed payouts. So yep. you, you get a play for free and then you get to win money. So, yep. um, and plus if you haven't done a survivor pool, it is an absolute blast. And it's a completely different way to participate in football or really any type of sport that you can bet on. We're going to focus on football stuff here. But um, head over there. It's going to change the way you watch football on Sundays, and it makes it so much more entertaining. So, again, Nitrogen Sports. Head over to EatSleepFantasy.com. Click on the banner and start having fun. And uh, I bet we uh, do better than you guys do. So there's a little trash talk. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guaranteed we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Deep Sleepers of Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Dale. Fuck you, Dale! Fuck you! Thanks for joining us. With me, former high school football coach in the Dallas area, Mr. John Chapman. John, I need to talk to you. You rode a boat, son of a bitch. You old sailor, you. Thank you, man. I appreciate the introduction, which was wonderful. Um, I, I was going to say, and this is bad, uh, we're the Snow White of fantasy football. Is that like a thing? Um, why is that? D- is she the one that went to sleep? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, that's Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> but didn't Snow White? She went to bed too, right? Did she? Hmm. I'm behind on my... Um, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, Snow White didn't. Snow White ate the apple, right? Snow White sleep. We should not be doing this kind of research <laughs> um, right on the pod. Yeah, yeah. Snow White sleeping beauty, scene by scene comparison. I don't know. I guess yes. she did go to sleep. At she some did. Point. Snow White went to sleep. Correct. She was. She got poisoned. I don't know if that's really counting as going to sleep. So, I mean. Yes, yeah, she, she did. We are the Snow White. What? No, we're the Doors. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Yeah. Like we're we. That was that was rough, and I, I'm sorry that that's how we're starting it off. But hey, 
This is going to be an awesome episode because um, we are going to go through some deep sleepers at every position with a bunch of information packed full and we might even be able to be able to talk about some of the games that are taking place for the second week of preseason there's a lot of news out there uh this is going to be a full episode so really really excited yep and special thank you to our producer for this episode michael reese jr follow him on twitter at magic mike ff uh he, he actually is a good uh tweeter um, so make sure you follow him because he does have some good stuff. He is uh, one of our newer contributors for this year as well. He knows his stuff, and he produced this episode. So we thank him for his uh, hard work here. Yeah, way to go, Mike. Uh, awesome Twitter handle, too, at MagicMikeFF. Kind of mm-hmm. turns me on a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, immediately you just think of, um, what's his name? Uh, the Channing Tatum. Tatum. Yeah, grinding. More like Channing oh, yeah. Tatum. <laughs> Uh, good actor. Good yeah, actor. he's not bad. He's not bad. So, without further ado, let's jump right into it. And, man, as the preseason keeps going on, some of these players are getting more and more value. And at the top of the list, I love you, Magic Mike, because he says Matt Breida, and I could not agree with him anymore. Um, he is the RB46. He's going around pick number 123 in drafts. So, 10th round. And this guy, here's the deal with the 49ers. Um, Wherever Kyle Shanahan goes, the running backs are very, very efficient, and they put out top-notch fantasy um, numbers. Now, he fell very, very far in average draft position because there were so many running backs there. Uh, Not anymore. (laughs) One of the guys that was going to be a key contributor, probably going to land on IR with Jarek McKinnon. And Matt Breida is just one of those guys that um, he is going to be very, very valuable at some point in the season. Yep. I mean, just over, I mean, since the Jarek McKinnon news, and I think we talked about this a little earlier, I mean, Matt Breida's ADP basically uh, risen. Risen? Rosed? Oh, God, I'm an idiot. I don't know how to, I don't know what the difference is. It uh, went up, or I guess it went down. He was drafting around 13, the beginning of the 13th round, and now he's drafting around the 11th round, the beginning of the 11th. So I like, I have him as my RB34 right now, but here's the issue with with Matt Breida it's going to be him and Tevin Coleman, and they're both, it's going to be a little bit of a committee with those two guys, but. They're going to do a hot-handed approach. And the yeah. Tevin Coleman starting over Matt Breida, that's a little bit of a fallacy. It's going to be a 50-50 split. So, so okay, if it's 50-50 split, who is the higher fantasy producer here then? Right now, Tevin Coleman, I think, is the, the safer bet just because he's been in the Kyle Shanahan system uh, actually longer <laughs> than Matt Breida has. But um, both of those guys, they're both going to return fantasy value. I really do believe that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's being picked around the RB46, so you, you can't go wrong. I mean, you're drafting a potential pretty strong flex at least, right? Right, and and the thing is, and this is why I like Matt Breida so much more, is Tevin Coleman's going in the beginning of the fifth round you basically get the identical player, but who's a little bit better <laughs> receiver um, five rounds later. So uh, this is one of the players that I am targeting absolutely everywhere. Um, yeah, I, I love Matt Breida just because he's so much cheaper and he has the exact same upside. 
or you, I'm just kind of speculating here, playing hypothetical. He, uh, Matt Breida, say he starts performing at, you know, I don't know, RB30 level, right? And so you're, you already got a good discount on him. You're feeling good. The stock is up. You know, you made some money off of him. Say by week five or six, Jarek McKinnon news starts surfacing again. He's off of IR. Um, and then, you know, he might come back. Are you, is this a potential? I know this is way down the line, but are you drafting him as a potential sell high by week four, five, or six? No, I, I don't think so. Because is McKinnon done? That's, I guess that's my question. The, it's a, let's get football nerdy here for a second. Um, he was on the pup list, the, uh, the reserve pup, which has different preseason rules. Now, if you take a player off of the pup, you cannot put him on the regular season pup, which minimize it to just six games missed. So because... hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to derail you just for a second. Okay, go ahead. Um, so back from the first season, probably the first couple episodes, uh, Christian, myself, and actually one of the original hosts, Richard, uh, I think he came up with this. But when somebody comes off the pup list, the list that they become that they get on is a full grown dog list. <laughs> just FYI. I, 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 that's the so most not Dale the thing ever. So he's not off the pup. He's actually on the full-grown dog list. He so is on the full-grown dog list. Now, the problem with that is, uh, even though he never even got a practice, he just went through some warm-ups before his knee acted up. Jarek McKinnon we're talking about here. He can't go back on that, even for the regular season. So he is either active on the 53-man roster or IR, which the soonest he could come back is eight games. So right. that is going to happen. So. Okay. He had a platelet-rich plasma injection, which is fun to say. Um, so that's, you know, two to three weeks before he can even jog. So they're going to try to get him out there, but it's not looking good. Right. So. All right. Uh, next up right here is a tight end that I've liked for a long time. And I I mean, I 100% agree here with Austin Hooper being taken as a, around a tidy, tight end 11. Uh, he finished as a tight end six last year. What are your thoughts on Austin Hooper coming in? Yeah, I, I I definitely see him picking up exactly where he left off. I have him as my tight end number eight. Um, I have him ahead of people like David Njoku, Vance McDonald, Delaney Walker, Trey Burton. I just think that the volume in that offense is going to be bananas. <laughs> um, it's what it is. And their new offensive coordinator, who was their old offensive coordinator, uh, Cutter, Dirk Cutter, uh, he is he loves the tight end. Look what he did last few years in Tampa Bay with, you know, O.J. Howard recently, but even Cameron Brait. Like, Cameron Brait, yeah. Now he's getting a better athlete than Cameron Brait and a more prolific offense with a better quarterback. So I really, really like this play. He's one of the safest picks, and you can get him so stinking late. That, that's a thing that's wonderful. I mean, he's going around, again, very similar, 10th, 11th round. So if you wait on tight end and you can still get Austin Hooper, yeah, big fan. Yeah. And do you think that uh, given that Atlanta invested in some of their offensive line this offseason, this helps out? I mean, I, this kind of seems like an obvious question because it sure – I mean, the, the fact that they invested in an offensive line – Freeze up Austin Hooper to do a little bit more work. Is is that the right assumption here? It should. Um, however, their offensive line, I know it's a preseason, but uh, <laughs> Matt Ryan got sacked four times in the second preseason game, which is not what you want to see from your right. offensive line, especially after you go out and draft two very high 
offensive lineman. But it, it, he should be able to move around a little bit more. So well, we'll a, see what happens. That, that's a problem. I mean, if you draft high offensive linemen, what do you think is going to happen? You're seeing Cheetos on the sideline all the whole time. Dale joke number two, everybody. <laughs> Dale joke number two. I like it. All right. Next guy, why don't you lead this one off? Josh Gordon, speaking of a uh, high, uh, I, I, I skipped around a little bit, but I want to talk oh, about okay. Josh Gordon. Sure. He why? is reinstated, which is absolutely awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'm very, very happy for this guy. I love his story. He's quite interesting. He is still going very, very late. Wide receiver 61 and pick number 174. Now, this guy is going to be the number one player for the wide receiver core. I do think that his fantasy value will surpass that of Julian Edelman. Um, I really, really like what he brought to that team. Now, the fact that he even has experience with Tom Brady in that system is even more exciting. So I am all in. Um, I'm all in on the Josh Gordon, whatever you want to call it. it. Just since the news has come out, obviously his ADP has jumped up. He was going in the 14th round. He is up to the 11th round as we speak now. It's not going to stop there. Whenever it's all said and done, my guess is he'll be a 7th round pick. But if you are drafting now, you can still get him at a huge discount because he's going to have some huge uh, blow-up games and you'll be able to you know, sell, sell high, <laughs> which is an appropriate thing here. But uh, yeah, I like Josh Gordon a lot. Yeah, uh, I think... Where he's going now, I mean, you mentioned jumped up to around the 11th round. I guess that's okay. I'm not reaching for him. I'm definitely not drafting him as higher than Julian Edelman. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, No, you don't want to draft him as high as Julian Edelman. However, I do think that his fantasy output is going to be, I, I think he'll score more points. Um throughout the year now there's more risk because who knows what happens with them but i'm telling you right now he is going to return value right off the bat interesting okay i'm not i'm not going to risk anything sooner than a 10th round pick on him so you're already out at his current adp Uh, i would maybe take a chance in the 11th round probably so, all right, let's play this game. I, okay. So you Look. think James Washington is going to have more fantasy points? Nikhil Harry is going in the 10th round. Who's going to have more fantasy points, Nikhil oh, no. Harry or Harry. – Harry's value dropped big time, hasn't it? I mean, what's what's his ADP right now? I'm sure it's dropped over the last – Ten. Uh, he's going in the 10th round at the end of the 10th round. Okay, that's going to drop a little bit, and Josh Gordon, like you said, will rise a little bit. Golden Tate. So, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I mean, okay, those those aren't really high. I mean, okay, James Washington, I think I would rather take a shot at James Washington than Josh Gordon. Is that crazy? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. I like James Washington, though. He had a hell of a game today. Yeah, did he? He did. He, he just looks the part, man. There you go. But All right. Uh, next guy, Jameson Crowder here. Uh, I think we talked a little bit about him a little bit, maybe a couple episodes ago, but he is he is a sleeper. Um, I think a lot of people are sleeping on the entire Jets offense, including Lev Bell. Um, I know, I think you agree with me on 
on Love Bell, don't you? You have him ranked pretty high. Oh, yeah. So Jamison Crowder currently going as a wide receiver 67. Um, it, I am a little bit... I'm not sure if I'm totally sold on Jamison Crowder just because I'm a firm believer in Quincy Nunwa being something still. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that. Um, they paid him to come in and like fulfill that role. And so I think that there's going to be a lot of two wide receiver sets where it's going to be, you know, Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder. They're going to have a tight end out there. And I, I think the dude's got a ball and they paid top dollar for him. I mean, this guy's making $17 million against the cap this year. So right. he's going to be playing. Right. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. Okay. I like, I him. think, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm drafting him ahead of Quincy and Nunwa by, I mean, I'm not saying I'm drafting Quincy and Nunwa ahead of him by any means, but I just, uh, I think Quincy Nunu can still be something, and that just means Jamison Crowder won't be the home run that maybe some are thinking. All right. I'm cool with that. Okay. I'm cool with that. Right. Okay. Uh, next pick, there is another tight end here uh, that is getting a lot of buzz. I've I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter on Mark Andrews, uh, the um, Baltimore Raven tight end. He's a beast, man. Um, you know, Mark, it, it's interesting because, you know, if you go to the NFL draft with what they did uh, two years ago, the Ravens, they took Hayden Hurst, the tight end, out of South Carolina in the first round. Then they waited till the third round, took Mark Andrews out of Oklahoma. Now, the difference between these two were Hayden Hurst is a hell of a blocker. Mark Andrews was an unwilling blocker, and they're <laughs> documented, like, reports out at OU like, he wanted to be a wide receiver. He didn't want to block, whatever else. Well, having said all those things, he has, like, turned on his blocking energy. I ain't going to lie. And that means he's going to be on the field a lot. He is probably going to lead the team in targets from out of the uh, wide receivers and tight ends. And I, I get that, you know, Lamar Jackson and his accuracy isn't great. But any number one target on a team that you can get, holy freaking cow, especially if it's a tight end. This guy has incredible upside. Like, he's one of the guys, not that I think he'll finish in the top three tight ends, but I wouldn't be shocked. He has that kind of athleticism. He has that kind of hands. He's very dynamic, um, and I think his target volume is just going to be bananas. Yeah. Yeah, I think as uh, the trend of drafting, uh, Andrews went from a 14th round pick to an early 13th. So if that means anything to you, just looking at the trends here, I do think that there's something to be said. And I think some people are realizing that, you know, he can, he can catch balls. I mean, I've seen if, if you go on Twitter and you look around at some highlights of him and in, uh, in camp, you, you might become a believer as well. And going as a tight end 15, Jeez. you know, more than likely you're not going to be drafting two tight ends anyways. But if you're going to really punt the position – Mark Andrews might be a pretty good, uh, pretty good option here. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Okay. Duke Johnson, John. Man, this is this is an interesting one here. I mean, this total, and I, I, I mean, this is kind of like my word today, but total hypothetical thing here. It, it, the problem is nobody knows. Nobody knows. You don't know, and the value might be over. Um, his ADP was uh, in the middle of the 14th round. He's now going 
right in the tenth round. So he's jumped up four rounds since the trade has happened. So is he more valuable than he was with the Browns? Hell yes, he is. Um, that is a great offense. Browns offense great too. But there's just one guy ahead of him now instead of two guys ahead of him. And man, Lamar Miller. That this is another thing. Nick Chubb. They kept out there for a lot of snaps late in the season. They don't do that down in Houston. So I I like him a lot. However, you're going to have to realize he's probably not going to pay off for you until after week four. Um, I just I, I think that it's going to be the Lamar Miller show early. I really believe that. And mm-hmm. he's going to be an okay kind of flex option early. But you're talking about a possible RB2 with upside. Uh, later on because he is amazing out of the backfield catching the ball and that's something that they just haven't really had yeah okay now let me tell you this uh you know just looking at adp you have matt Breida and duke johnson basically going side by side here if if you're not close if yeah i mean if you're in the 10th round late 10th Breida. yep would you take peyton barber over duke johnson no no. I believe in talent. I love the opportunity that Peyton Barber has, but I just don't think that he has the talent. Um, I think he was the only person with um, over 250 touches to not amass 1,000 total yards like in the past decade or something like right. that. Um, and they did yeah. not help their offensive line. So, Okay. All right. Let's move on. Boom, boom, boom. Move it on. Move it on. <laughs> move it on. What is that? I, I was just feeling it, man. I, 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 I'm so excited. I've watched did you football. Just, did, did you just make up a song? I did. I, that's that how I felt. My wife made steak and potatoes today, so I feel like I'm doing pretty good in life. Nice. Yeah. My wife doesn't make steak. My wife doesn't cook very often, but uh, today <laughs> was a good day. Is there? Can we make a podcast where we just complain about our wives that they there is no way they can hear? That's how fantasy football got invented. <laughs> all right um, i will say this though it is pretty great whenever like my wife's like hey uh what are you doing and i'm like babe i'm working i'm just watching football like yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is work for me now babe do you understand like, that just- worked for me in 2016 2017 she stopped believing me so much 2018 uh yeah she she got really mad and now she's just over it. i think she gave up so I'm not, now i'm back at it nice all right yeah so you just wear them down that's, that's right secrets of marriage lowered expectations i believe mm-hmm. in that for anybody just just married uh just uh you know keep keep at it and wear them out speaking of we're going to be in vegas next weekend oh yeah that's right we are uh <laughs> thursday friday saturday sunday we are going to be in Vegas for the National Draft Day. Um, we're co-hosting a few events um, in Las Vegas on Friday and Saturday. Make sure you guys go to Draft Party USA. If you're going to be anywhere near Vegas and you want to draft, we're going to be there co-hosting, You know, maybe uh, giving some stuff away. So if anybody has any interest in anything Vegas, really, Draft Party USA will hook you up. Um, not only do they do draft parties, but... You know they'll they'll uh, they'll kind of show you around Vegas too. So, Draft Party USA, don't forget about them because uh, uh, good partners of ours too. So, yeah, yeah, and we're gonna be um, drinking a lot. So come come have a drink with us because it's gonna be a good and, time. 
and we will not uh, release too many stories on the podcast uh, because I'm not going to incriminate myself. But, I, I will uh, incriminate myself. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Not other people. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So Michael Gallup here. Man, I Michael Gallup, you know, we, we talked about Duke Johnson and believing in the talent. I love this kid's talent. I hate this kid's opportunity. I hate the Dallas offense. They want to focus a lot on, you know, Amari Cooper, and rightfully so. But his talent is so much better than his situation. So he's he's an easy player to root for coming out of Colorado State. He was absolutely unbelievable. But he's going very late. So you're talking pick 161, wide receiver 56, and what are you going to do? What's his upside? It's a little bit lower. So this isn't the swing for the fences pick that I love. However, I do think that he will drastically outperform his draft position. It's just his ceiling is so low. I don't know if that makes sense. but Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to ask you this question. You know, without Zeke there, um, the defense not playing the run as much, right? Will this have an impact on Amari Cooper or or Gallup here? It hurts. It hurts them. Yeah, Both Zeke, them, right? Zeke yeah. helps everything because sure. that offense, even if they change the way that it's run, um, and so that they trot out, you know, Tony Pollard or whatever else, they can't change their playbook and their scheme just because you know Zeke's not there. They have one of the biggest offensive lines, and it's just built that way. Play action will still work, don't get me wrong, but having the extra defender in the box helps all wide receivers. Sure. So this is something to monitor as draft day comes along. The only reason I'm asked that is to kind of just show that when it's draft day, be up to be up to speed on the news because whether there's Zeke or no Zeke will put the stock up or down on Gallup and Amari Cooper. Yep. Don't forget to, I mean, I don't know if uh, recent podcast we talked about this in the news section. But Amari Cooper uh, has a little dampered with some uh, foot problems. So, yeah, but he's in a contract year. I love <laughs> that they're letting him just play out this contract year. So he's gonna be just fine. I really do believe that. I think Zeke comes back too. So um, they're gonna have a lot to play for this year. I think they're gonna do well. Yeah. Today there was a uh, photo release of Zeke on a plane going to DFW. Yeah, that means anything, but I, I mean, he lives there, so it's like he's going home. <laughs> I didn't think that was a big deal. Yeah, but anyways, all right. Let's. Uh, well, do you want to talk about Michael Gallup at all anymore? Or no, I. I mean, I like the pick. I really do. It's not a pick that I'm going to make. Sure. So. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense. Now this. Now you know we talked about Zeke, Melvin Gordon. Uh, he has his own situation. And I do not feel as confident with Melvin Gordon's situation as I do with Zeke's. No, um, th- that's this a big is, one. This is a this is scary enough for me not to touch Melvin Gordon at all. He is dropping like crazy. Like he's going in the third and fourth rounds of drafts. So, uh, man, I, I'll take that pick. I will. I'll take him I, in the fourth round. I'm taking Melvin Gordon. But in the third round. I mean, listen. I mean, you're. The guys you'll you'll be picking, and are you gonna pick Josh Jacobs bef- after Melvin Gordon? 
I mean, are you picking Melvin Gordon before Josh Jacobs? I'm not. Yeah, I think I take Josh Jacobs right now. Gosh. Derrick Henry. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm taking Derrick Henry. Like, and and here's the thing too, and maybe this makes me an asshole, but I don't believe Melvin Gordon's that talented. I think that he is perfect no, for that not. system. You're not alone there. No. But if if let's do say they just say fine, screw it, we're gonna move out with that, move on without him, and we trade him to the Dolphins or I don't know, just throwing a team out there. Like right. his value is not going to be held as a first round pick. No. Um, if if you put him on half the teams in the NFL, he's a third round pick at best. I I believe that he is yeah. dependent on volume, and he, he's a perfect fit for that offense. He uh, is absolutely. I agree. So now the other two guys, which is interesting, uh, Justin Jackson and Eckler, their ADPs have shot up dramatically. Uh, if we look at Justin Jackson, who is the guy that I would probably prefer to own, um, he was going in the middle of the 14th. Now he's up to the start of the 12th. I think that he's going to continue to climb as well. But uh, that's uh, here's the difference between Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler. And we've talked about this before on the pod, but I want to say it again. If Melvin Gordon does sign and come back, Justin Jackson is droppable. But if Melvin Gordon does come back, Austin Eckler is still a flex play. So sure. I, I don't think that this really changes Eckler's role very much. It makes him a little bit more value, vo- more valuable because his volume will go up. But he's not going to be the workhouse, workhorse back. Um, yeah. Are so. you having troubles here, buddy? Always. Always. <laughs> I tried to say value. <laughs> and volume at the same time yeah, and i, I tried it. to change from present to past tense and yeah, then my uh, head exploded yeah <laughs> so. uh there cannot be two bumbling idiots on the same show so why not, pick, why not? step it up man <laughs> all right yeah no I, I agree with you on justin jackson now i mean melvin gordon look i just want to point this out again melvin gordon if you are if he is there in the fifth round, you're picking him, right? You're picking him above Phil Lindsay and Tevin Coleman, I'm, James White, yeah. those guys. Oh, yeah. I'm but, thinking about it in the third. I'm doing it in the fourth. The fifth, I'm, like, jumping jacks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Derrick Henry in the early fourth, I think I'm taking Derrick Henry first, and then it starts getting a little cloudy from there. So, guys, don't, don't think about it until you at least hit the fourth round for Melvin Gordon in – Newsflash, Melvin Gordon's going to be drafted before then, so you're probably not going to get him. Yeah. And that's okay. You're not going to lose your league because you you didn't get Melvin Gordon. Now watch him by the time this comes out. News is he signs. And and I'll, I'll say this too. Like Here's the difference with players like, like Melvin Gordon because if he doesn't sign, he's not in your lineup, right? So I don't mind players where there's no guessing game. Like, you know you're just going to keep him on your bench until he signs somewhere and comes back somewhere, which he will eventually throughout the season. Uh, I think you. I don't think he's going to do the full-on Le'Veon. But it's different whenever, like, you have somebody that just kind of sucks and should I put him in or not. Like, the guessing game is over with. And plan accordingly. So if you do draft Melvin Gordon in the fourth, get Justin Jackson. Like, yeah. that guarantees you that spot, and you're going to be yeah. just fine either way. Yep. Justin Jackson again going RB fifty seven. Where should actually where now if he is a deep sleeper, should Jackson when would when would you start drafting him? I mean, right now he's early, early eleventh round. When oh yeah, I would take okay? him before that. Um, you know, I have him 
assuming, okay, let's just assume that Melvin Gordon's gone. I have Justin Jackson ranked 39th. So as the 39th assuming running back. Gordon's not there. Yes. Gotcha. So okay. I would have him ahead of people like Duke Johnson, Ronald Jones, Miles Sanders. Um, I have him ahead of those players. Now, gotcha. if Melvin Gordon signs, I'm dropping him probably 50 running back spots alone. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. The next um, next wide receiver. Now, this is – I think I'm kind of digging in a little too deep here, and I know obviously you do um, for this guy. But even for me, the 49ers wide receiver situation is so weird because um, there's so many – excuse me. <coughs> there's so many – there's so much talent, like me, like mid-level talent on this offense. And it scares me. Okay, so we're talking about the running backs. We're not sure Rita, Tevin Coleman, right? Then we go to the wide receivers. Obviously, we know – um, George Kittle, that's, you know, he's going to be on the top, but you have Debo Samuel. Uh, we're not really sure about Jalen Hurd or Trent Taylor. Um, what do we do? There's so many question marks here. I know you're going to rank them. I know you probably already have it in your head. Oh, and don't forget about Pettis as well. Right. So there's just so many question marks that there has to be one guy that probably the last guy on your list that you're going to say is probably the best um, best value. Am, it, am it, I on to something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurd has got to be the guy there, not Debo. Uh, I get that Debo was drafted in the second round. Jalen Hurd was drafted in the third round. But you have to look at the position depth chart and the way that it matches up. Um, I, I really believe Jalen Hurd is going to be the starter week one um, at that slot position, which Trent Taylor uh, probably would have been the starter but he fra- he had a Jones fracture in his foot, so he is probably not going to be out there week one or two. And Jalen Hurd is the future. I really do believe this kid is unbelievable. You go back and when he was a running back at Tennessee, he was absolutely bananas. Then he transitions to wide receiver at Baylor, was unbelievable there, and I hate Baylor more than anything. And he scored two touchdowns in his very first game. <laughs> like yeah. uh, the kid is special. Uh, special, special. I like Debo. I like Debo a lot. However, he has only taken snaps at the Z position, which is one of the outside wide receivers opposite of Dante Pettis. And Marquise Goodwin is going to be the starter at that Z spot. You know, the 49ers just finished up back-to-back joint practices with the Broncos, and the Broncos beat reporters all came out and said the MVP of the last two days is Marquise Goodwin. Um, He had the most catches, most targets. um, So, that's the thing. So clearest path to starting in a Jimmy Garoppolo-led Kyle Shanahan offense, it's got to be Jalen Hurd, who's going undrafted. Uh, he's yeah. free right now. So Debo Samuel is going towards the end of drafts um, in the 14th round. But again, Jalen Hurd is free. You can get him in the last pick of your draft, and you're talking about a guy that can score touchdowns, and they're talking about using him in short down yardage as well as a running back. So this guy, I, I, Jalen Hurd, is the play. I do like Devo Samuel. He probably won't pay off till much later in the year. But I think Jalen Hurd could be – he could be something special. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. I like it. I like it. I mean, it's uh, – I never paid attention to the 49ers so much 
uh, probably in the past like 10 years. I haven't really cared, to be honest with you, but this is interesting, and I'm really interested to see how this all plays out. It's different for sure. Cause, uh, realistic, I mean, would you be surprised? Like, literally, like, would you be surprised if Demo, Debo Samuel is the number one wide receiver there at the end of the year? No, no, I wouldn't. He is. So that's he's great. He's great. Yeah, so that's that's a weird thing about it. It's like, okay, I don't know. It's just uh, uh it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out. But what makes me think that you gotta be really active, watch when one of these guys emerge, and jump on them as soon as you can. Uh, play the waiver wire pretty safely, and uh, maybe you're gonna get a diamond in the rough if yeah. none of these guys. And, know, and I'll say, and I'll say, I'll add on this. Like a, a reason why we talk about the 49ers maybe more than we should is that offense is freaking awesome. <laughs> they were 15th in passing yards, 11th in rushing yards last year, and they were playing with third stringers. Uh, they were on the third quarterback, offensive line completely banked up, down to their fourth running back. I mean, both starting wide receivers. Uh, like that was just like pieced together. That was Kyle Shanahan doing Kyle Shanahan crazy things. Now healthy and talent back like i have these guys projected as the number eight overall offense and i think they could actually do better as far as yards go so it's a very high volume offense yep so cool all right uh one of the last guys here again these are deep sleepers these aren't guys that we're telling you to go and you know they're gonna blow up these are guys that you need to worry about late in your drafts and you know when you're not sure who to pick in you know one of your last rounds or you know late in the draft 10 11 12th rounds these are guys that you know if you're gonna take a stab at them maybe take you know take a look at these guys last running back we already talked a little bit about zeke tony pollard can any running any running back step in and be successful here yes any running back can if you remember alfred morris who they just signed Uh, looked great and was on pace for like over a thousand yards whenever, um, you know, Zeke got suspended the first time. But here's the thing. Somebody else is going to be getting touches there, and it seems like it's going to be Tony Pollard no matter what. So let's operate under the presupposition Zeke is coming back, which I think that he will. Tony Pollard is going to get playing time. Um, You know, they're playing right now as we speak. He had a great touchdown run. Um, during the game but this is a guy who they went out and they target him and you know after they draft him he's fit and played very very well and they are treating him like he is the starter of this team moving forward i don't think that he will be but he is a guy that's going to return value even if Zeke comes back at his current adp Um, and worst case scenario or best case scenario is this guy's going to be an rb top 10 running back if Zeke doesn't come back or get suspended or does something stupid. So Sure. Who's a more important handcuff? And, again, I'm, I'm not really sure if – well, they will. Who's a more important handcuff here, Tony Pollard or Justice Hill? Ooh. Tony Pollard. That's the best offensive line or one of the best offensive right. lines of football. And Justice Hill Justice Hill's looked – pretty good i like him a lot he's almost like pushing uh mark ingram's value down a little bit with with uh, a little bit of hype and and flashes this preseason and uh, another difference is there's more guys in baltimore um so gus edwards 
took snaps ahead of him. Kenneth Dixon went into right. the preseason game ahead of him. I don't think that those guys are as good as Justice Hill, but there is much more of a competition there. Um, Dallas likes to stick with the dude, um, right? So, which is a weird statement to say, but uh, one guy I'm going to mention, and he's not on our sheet, John, uh, and we've, of course we've talked about him too. Uh, deep, deep sleeper, probably deeper than most of the guys we've talked about. Well, maybe even all the guys that we've talked about so far. Adam Humphreys. Gosh. He's, uh, I mean, talking about free. Super late wide receiver. Um, he's He can, he can catch the ball, and he gets tar- he's going to get targeted a lot. Yep. He's going to the 14th round. And, yeah, they just freaking throw the ball to him nonstop. You know, there, there's two different people that I think are just so free right now, and they're both the cheap slot wide receivers, Adam Humphreys and Cole Beasley. Cole yeah. Beasley had six targets, like, in a drive and a half before the starters came off the field. And it's going to be safe for Adam Humphreys as well. Um, not great quarterback play. And it's just they paid both of those guys a ridiculous amount of money to just come in and increase completion percentage and keep drives going. So, yeah, um, yeah I like both those guys a lot. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, before we get out of here, John, I do want to talk about, and I know if you guys listened to us last week, um, my perfect fantasy draft. Uh, we did a mock draft with Jimmy over there. It's one of the best fantasy drafts online softwares that is out uh, today it's basically an online tool that will create a fully customized draft list in just minutes basically you set your schedule your point schedule you figure out your player filters and then as you draft it assists you to draft the best team possible based off of injury and you know with their trends uh, you can easily identify the best players at each round of your draft and get critical pieces of information such as like contract years uh, consistency scores all that stuff and it's all on one place it's really cool if you guys are interested go to uh, my perfect fantasy draft which is at fantasyfootballmaverick.com use a promo code esf and you get three bucks off so you save a couple bucks uh, I think the uh, sale's ending pretty soon, so make sure you guys go to fantasyfootballmaverick.com, enter promo code ESF for $3 off, and uh, check it out. It's it's actually a really cool software. Uh, Christian has been using it too, and uh, just all around good information. So, again, fantasyfootballmaverick.com. I like it. Yeah. All right, John, is there any news? Uh, I know we usually do news in the beginning, but do you have any uh, – news to uh, round out this awesome podcast yeah one thing i want to talk about is andrew luck you know a lot of people are out there just saying how bad his ankle is and oh my goodness what's going to happen it was a calf then a high ankle sprain and all these things he's going to be okay um you know their video came out today during warm-ups and he was moving around very very well my guess is if the if the regular season started today, he would be starting. So I think the new doomsday scenario is he might miss week one or two, but um, and I think that's enough to kind of bump him down a little bit. Like I had him as my quarterback number two. I'm gonna move him down to kind of QB number four, just because he might miss one or two games. But uh, Andrew Luck's gonna be fine. So uh, all those people that are out there, you know, with whatever, like. We're, we're going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think everybody's just a little nervous because I think a lot of people were burned just two years ago with Andrew Luck not playing at all. You know, these lingering things 
you hear you know little lingering things throughout the off season all of a sudden he's out for the season right so i you know i, I rightfully so um you know we'll see yeah, but I, I think he's going to be just fine. So, uh, Other than that, there's lots of kind of big football news, but not a lot with fantasy. I will say this. Derwin James, one of my favorite players to watch, um, you know, safety for the Chargers, he broke his foot, so he's going to be out till playoffs at best, which just pisses me off. I hate when people get hurt in stupid-ass preseason games. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, that's about all we got. And I will say this um, – We've got a lot of content coming your way, guys. Uh, we are doing a lot behind the scenes right now, making sure we are stepping up our game. Um, so make sure that you stick around, and we're going to be do- we're trying to amp it up to five to six episodes a week, and we are just wanting to be your kind of your fantasy people. That's, that's what we are. So just stay tuned because we are we're we're, we're cranking them out, man. Yep. Yep. Uh, just to remind you guys. Oh, actually, I didn't. Even, I don't think I even said it on the podcast. I sent out a text. If you guys want these texts, so you get uh, giveaways early. Uh, text ESF to the number seven seven two two two. That automatically subscribes. So if we have any contests, I usually hit up the texting service first, so you guys hear it first, and then I also put it on our Facebook private group. Um, those are the two people that hear things first, but eventually everybody hears it. So the one big thing we are doing now is um, we're giving away a Juju Smith-Schuster autographed mini helmet. Oh, it looks awesome. It Dude, looks awesome. It's, it's black with a yellow signature. It's pretty cool. Um, John, tell people how they can win that. So, I got to hold on. I don't remember what it was. You don't know. <laughs> I was helping Steve with his uh, thing all day. I'm sorry. Uh, I am definitely not cutting this out because uh, that was perfect. Um, I pitched it, and uh, like you weren't even paying attention to, the, to catch the ball. No, um, it, the funny thing is I, I helped you, like we talked about this, but I'm also helping our, our DFS and Dynasty. I'm going to turn. I'm going to take a left turn. I'm also <laughs> helping our DFS and Dynasty podcast out with a giveaway as well. So here's what's awesome. We are, we've are we got giveaways on two separate podcasts going right now. If you want to autograph football signed by the greatest running back in Bengals history, Jeremy Hill, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I love that giveaway. I want that football so bad just so I can play with it. But um, DFS and Dynasty, if you haven't subscribed to them yet, please do that, and you can follow them on Twitter at ESFDD. So Hold on. Be- before we do that. Okay. Uh, hold on. I, 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 this is like the third time I cut you off. Yep. I, it's okay. Because I think it's really important. Uh, ESF, DFS, and Dynasty. They're covering all Dynasty aspects, but then in season, the Dynasty talk winds down a little bit, so they do a lot of DFS. But um, I'm just going to interrupt. I'm going to tell you how to get the Juju Smith Schuster autographed helmet. Um, I do want to give you a little guys a little clip of what to expect on their podcast when they're talking about DFS and Dynasty. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, patch you in to a pretty good conversation regarding Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. Right after this clip, I'm going to tell you guys how to win the, just, uh, the Juju Smith-Schuster um, helmet. Over in Seattle, we've talked about these guys a lot. Um, you know, it just came out this week that Chris Carson, uh, you know, the coaches are there talking about wanting to give him, you know, 50 targets this year. I mean... I guess I'm kind of buying it. I, I'm I'm actually expecting him to see about r- roughly around 250 plus touches this year. If he plays 16 games, I can see him getting 250 to 270 as far as touches go. And if he does, 
I would say he's going to get about 50 targets. Now, what he does with those targets is a different story. That's why I'm glad they said targets, because who knows how many receptions he's going to get out of it. At the same time, I can see Rashad Penny getting about 130 to 150 touches this year as well. So I, I still firmly believe that these two guys are going to have fantasy relevance this year. And it's it's a for me as a dynasty owner, if I have Carson, I want Penny on my team as well. Having Penny and trying to get Carson, it's going to cost you a lot more. <laughs> so, you know, if I have Carson, I want Penny because, you know, again, Carson, he's under contract this year. He's under contract next year. If Penny progresses from what he did at the end of last year. He, he actually played well, and he averaged over five yards a carry. Guy played well, you know, during with his opportunities. So, again, if it comes up that Carson's contract is up and he moves on to a team in need of running back, well, then you end up with two starters there, right? So, and there's going to be a couple years of retooling um, this passing game in Seattle. You know, we may see a little more efficiency out of Russell Wilson as far as using his legs with rushing touchdowns or maybe more yards on the ground because the only locked and loaded wide receiver that's there right now is Tyler Lockett. And there is no way that those guys can keep up the efficiency that they had last year. Yeah, um, and, and I'm, I'm just looking up the stats now. So we we just talked about Mike Davis uh, leaving to go to Chicago. He had over 100 carries last year. Yeah, I, I'm looking, that, I'm I mean, looking at it right Carson now. He had 146 he had 146 touches, so that that's what he leaves behind. He had 42 targets uh, and 34 catches. So quietly, Chris Carson put up an, an RB1 season last year. Mm-hmm. So even if you give all of those 146 touches to Rashad Penny, I still think Chris Carson can give you RB1 value. Oh, absolutely. And and where you're currently drafting him, I mean that's that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But you got to assume that all 146 touches won't go to Penny. So you increase Carson's workload. If he can stay healthy, you know, in in a run-heavy offense, I think Chris Carson could be a sneaky, another sneaky RB1 like he was last year, and Penny can be an RB2. I don't see a reason why these both can't be successful. Yeah, I don't know what kind of volume Penny saw towards the end of last year, but, you know, I know he had enough touches in there to where, you know, you take that 146 – from Davis, right, and you add whatever Penny had last year. That's why I'm really kind of looking at these guys because I believe Chris Carson had like 210 or 220 carries last year. That's why I firmly believe that the floor for touches on Chris Carson is going to be 250, and the floor for touches on Rashad Penny is going to be around 130. So I I really do see these guys both having significant fantasy value this year. Yeah, like I said, I'm looking at it right now. Chris Carson had 247 carries and 20 catches, so he had 267 yeah, so there's total the 270 touches. Mark right there. And Penny had 85 rushes and nine catches, so just shy of 100. If you give him a hundred of Penny's touch, or uh, sorry, I'm sorry, Mike Davis's touches, that puts him close to 200. With as as explosive as he is, I mean, that's definitely RB two viable. Mm-hmm. And again. Retooled passing game. Mm-hmm. Nothing really established. No way that Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson are gonna carry that efficiency. So it, I think that I think this season that offense is going through the backfield, whether it's running or throwing it to them. All right, good conversation there. Like I said, you can't go ahead, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you guys listen, make sure you subscribe to that podcast too. Uh two 
JJ and Steve uh, really know their stuff. So uh, check them out. So Juju Smith-Schuster autographed helmet. You subscribe to our YouTube channel, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Just look us up. Subscribe to it. Hit subscribe. Email me a screenshot or whatever. Show me that you subscribed. And we are going to draw some random person to uh, win it. I think that's all you have to do, right? Right, John? Yep, that's it. Uh, Yeah, head over there, subscribe, and you can screenshot if you want to. Or just comment on any video with your Twitter or email address on there. Just like say, hey, love the video, guys, whatever you say. Uh, Five-star garbage, whatever. But put your Twitter handle and or email, however you want us to contact you. Um, and then we will uh, we'll be doing a drawing to get that out to you. It is freaking awesome. That is a great – I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, yeah it's going to be awesome. So, uh, what else do we have? I, I feel like we have a lot of stuff going on our draft kit. Make sure you hit subscribe on the on our website, eatsleepfantasy.com. And uh, – you get rankings and everything for free, but then if you want bonus stuff, if we have a lot of articles up there with accompanying uh, MP3, so you can download it and listen to the articles. And then we also have all kinds of uh, adjustments to our rankings, such as tiers. Um, what else do we have? We have the tiers. We have auction rankings, auction values. Um, it's it's a ridiculous of amount it's of information from it offensive it line ranks too mm. i mean like everything that you need is there to get you through this and it, you know dell and i we were talking just before this and i want to put this out there too i want to see if anybody is interested if you would like your league to have their own private podcast breaking down your draft so you guys finish your draft you're done we are trying to put together something where so email us if you're interested where we would do a private podcast just for your league um, and we break down who had the best draft. We rank all the teams 1 through 12 or whatever, playoff teams, and we're going to talk trash. It's going to be very ruthless, so we're going to piss some of you guys off. But if that's something that you want to do, just email us, um, eatsleepfantasy at gmail.com, and we will be working with you guys. That So if you want a private podcast, just for we'll send you the audio files, and you guys can send that to your buddies and all that stuff and talk trash. But uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Dale, how much is that going to cost? We are spitballing on the air, but I want to do this. It's draft yeah. season. No, I mean, look, and, uh, I'm going to be, I mean, I feel like I know we have, you know, a bunch of listeners and I don't want to get a bunch of emails, um, you know, just kind of like randomly just asking for it. So we have to say something. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure how much we're going to charge here, guys. I, I want to make it fair, but I, we also want to be paid for our time basically. And I think we're going to have a lot of yeah. uh, inquiries. <laughs> we're going to have a lot. This. So, so it, it's a busy time. Look, if you guys are interested, we're thinking, you know, if we do a half hour to an hour podcast for your league, um, John, myself, Christian Armando, uh, jumping on, a hundred bucks so maybe like 10 bucks a person for your league something like that i think that's kind of fair um you know have everybody come together and and chip in 10 bucks a piece or something uh what do you think yeah i I like it i want to do it like this is gonna cost us a lot of time and stuff but i think it's something that i would want done for my league and that's usually what uh, spurs our new ideas is man what it what do we want for ourselves and then let's offer that so uh just email us let us know it's just be like a hundred bucks you can just paypal it to us whatever doesn't matter and what we'll do is we'll break down everything in your league and again it's going to be a lot of fun that you guys can play and you can cut out audio clips and you can make like ringtones for it and whatever else it's going to yeah. be a pretty cool thing so yeah. um, how about just, this how about this look okay we'll do it for a hundred bucks right 
but if they got our draft kit, whatever they paid for the draft kit, I'll take. We could take that off of the hundred bucks. All right, so the I like it. Twenty bucks. If you already bought the draft kit, we take twenty bucks off, so it's eighty bucks. I like it. I, that's kind of a good deal, right? So maybe uh, we get people to get the draft kit as well. Boom, boom. It's like a, everybody's winning. I, I like know. it. Uh, we should we should probably not be doing like uh, business meetings over the air, but uh, I want the people everybody. to get what they want. <laughs> did I sound like kind of serious? Yeah, I did. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. For uh, oh, uh, I think that's it. Because I was just gonna go in the intro, but outro. But maybe you have something else. Yeah, I do. Just want to say we're just gonna do our last little uh, plug over here, and that is Nitrogen Sports who I freaking love these guys. I love gambling, and they are the number one Bitcoin um, gambling site on the interwebs. And here's what's awesome about them, because the whole Bitcoin thing allows them to do so much more. Because it's a digital currency, it's not governed by any type of government or bank, and you can do whatever, you like. you can get to everything. They have casino games. They have dice games. You can bet on cricket. You can literally bet on eSports, which is hilarious. Yeah. And so it's very easy to get money in and out. Uh, there's no fees for transferring or any of those things. And it's an absolute blast. And as Dale said earlier, here's the deal. They have free prize pools where you can get in and bet nothing and make money off of those so a lot of stuff there and if you're a big time spender they even have like some things where you can bet an entire bitcoin which is over ten thousand dollars so they've got something for everybody yep Uh, like john said i mean free nfl survivor pool so you join you play the survivor pool and then if you're good enough and you win they actually give you money it's crazy. I mean, why? I don't understand why everybody doesn't just like go on the internet and look for free survival pools everywhere for money <laughs> because Nitrogen Sports has it. If you guys go to our website, easleyfantasy.com, just click on the banner and uh, and it'll just kind of guide you through, set up an account and uh, and have some fun with it. All right, John, again, that was an awesome episode. We appreciate it. For those of you who did not get our website, it's eatsleepfantasy.com. You find us on Twitter at eatsleepff. Uh, John is pretty active on his personal handle, probably more active than anybody else on this podcast, at JL underscore Chapman. And um, I guess uh, you know you guys are going to be seeing us four to six times a week because John is uh, trying to drive this ship. So we will talk to you guys later. Yeah. Eat Sleep Fantasy, you rocking with the best NFL Fantasy Football Podcast We talking mock drafts, running backs Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be Joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy Woo! Eat, sleep, fantasy.